Welcome back to my Bigfoot commute. So what's in store for today? Basically, let me turn the radio down here. Um, Something has been weighing on my mind for a long time. And I, I guess I should just go ahead and get it out there. So a while back, um, I was super excited about going to a Bigfoot conference told everybody at work about it. Uh, you know, everyone had their fun with it, stuff like that. I was super, super excited. Saved up money, went up with a couple friends, and basically we decided that we were going to uh, camp out the night before. So we got a spot up in Black Rock Mountain in uh, North Georgia. And the goal was we were gonna stay the night before so we could get up early, go spend the day at the conference, and then uh, go enjoy ourselves the the night of and, you know, talk about what we've heard, saw, you know, all that kind of good stuff at the conference. So we get there and, oh, I should should lead with this uh, before I go into that. When we walk in the front door, none other and i can't remember his name to save my life right now but the guy who played the banjo on deliverance he was there uh quite entertaining as well uh i mean he wasn't playing the banjo he may have i think he did later but i wasn't there we'll get to that um later so uh right when you walk in the the main uh entrance there there's a table out and he has a bunch of photos of himself with his uh autograph on it and yeah, actually, yeah, there's a sign that says something to the effect of uh, uh, autographs $10, selfies 15 right? <laughs> I didn't really know how to take that, but it, it, it was pretty humorous to me, and it was just interesting to, to see him in person as a much older man now. I hope he's doing well. Uh, it was, I was not uh, making fun in any kind of way. I was just pointing out that I, I, I got the opportunity. So, what leads me to today's podcast, we're going to talk about hair. That's right, hair. So, when I was, and pardon if it sounds weird, but I am like crunching my neck over to the left trying to look out the window. I got a hard turn. So, anyway, so we get there early. We have good seats. We're sitting down, uh, and that would be uh, me and a sergeant of mine at the time, uh, who's retired now, I think, you know. Good job, brother. So we're sitting there and the first two people come up and I'm all excited. Here we go. They're the keynote speakers and they open up with some pretty grand stories, naturally. Um, I expect that at a Bigfoot conference. What I didn't expect was people to 
venture so far out of their lane of expertise and speak about it like it's an absolute fact. Um, and then to see, you know, several hundred people. Now, this place was full. Several hundred people um, that are actually like leaning on the edge of their seats, paying attention to this like it's the gospel truth. So besides being offended by what I'm hearing, I'm looking around and thinking, oh my gosh, these people are totally into this. So they're going to walk away thinking they just learned something and they have new knowledge and it's absolutely untrue. So the first thing that they say, and that's not even the point, uh, but it is about hair. Uh, the first thing that they say is, um, when you're collecting hair out in the field, you have to have hair that has a follicle or a root or something like that. Otherwise, it's no good and you can't get DNA from it. So if you don't get hair without a root or follicle or bulb, you're basically SOL and you can't get anything from it and it's worthless. Man, I'll tell you how fast my hand shot up in the air because I wanted to ask some questions. And my sergeant reached up and grabbed my arm, pulled it back down and told me, no, 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 no. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. That precise moment was not, I, I, it just got the better of me. So in case you don't know, uh, what they're referring to is if you don't have the follicle root bulb and all that, you can't, it, you can't get, you're not going to get nuclear DNA. You're not going to get the, the STRs. You're not going to get the whole profile. But what you can get from hair is you can get mitochondrial DNA. So that's going to be DNA that's passed down on uh, on the mother's side, right? Uh, so basically as hair dies and degrades, the nuclear DNA dies, but there's only so much of that in a hair strand. But on the mitochondrial side, there's so much more. So there's a higher chance of you being able to get some before it's totally dead and gone. Okay, so that's it. So you, you can get mitochondrial DNA from hair without a hair follicle, root bulb, what have you. So speaking like it's the gospel truth in front of a bunch of people who are who don't know any better that's not really cool stay in your lane right and it's not even that hard to research that and find that out so i don't know why you would go up in front of a group of people and say something like that number two. Oh, here we go the whole reason for the podcast they mentioned polar bears have hollow hair never should have done that they do they do okay that's something neat a lot of animals up in uh, super cold climates have hollow hair and basically the sun gets trapped inside it and it acts as an insulator kind of like a double walled greenhouse kind of thing right um so what happens is, is they get up in front of all these people and they talk about uh the reason that bigfoot can disappear in front of people or not be seen and only be seen when he wants to is because Bigfoot also has hollow hair. Stop. Hand goes up. Sergeant grabs said hand, pulls back down. The question was going to be, I would like you to show me your Bigfoot hair sample that's been determined to belong to a Bigfoot so you can show me that it's hollow. Right? Remember, forensic science, let me see the proof. So we'll go with what if Bigfoot does have hollow hair? Here comes the next thing. 
The reason that Bigfoot has, uh, it can disappear and stuff like that is because of the hollow hair. They can control the light that goes through and they can shimmer like the alien on the movie Alien. So they can shimmer and disappear and blend in with their surroundings because light is being refracted, uh, sorry, light is being refracted through the hollow hair. At this point, I, I, I was playing on my phone, honestly, and I actually started taking notes because I wanted to talk about this later. But I decided to do, instead of going in depth and really attacking, because honestly, I'd like to go back to this particular conference and I would like to speak at it on a more scientific level. So here's the deal. Yes, polar bears have hollow hair. First, we need to use the correct term. They have translucent hair, not transparent. And the difference between the two is transparency. Get it? You see right through it. Translucent, uh, think about translucent as being somewhere between transparent and opaque. Like you can almost see through opaque, but you can't, right? It's opaque. Then you can see all the way through trans, uh, transparent and you can kind of see through translucent. So a polar bear's hair isn't technically all the way, is not really white, right? It's translucent and the light is being reflected back and forth inside and it gives the appearance of being white. Um, so according to, I guess you'd have to be able to control each hair to be able to uh, make those hairs reflect certain types of light over a brown leaf, green leaf, brown tree, that kind of stuff to make it disappear uh, because its natural properties are not to mimic its surroundings. Take a polar bear who has translucent hair and hollow hair and stick him in a green field, he's still gonna appear to be white. He's not gonna look like a green polar bear. So I go down the rabbit hole and I decide to, well, let's look up the whole Bigfoot hollow hair theory. And I did run across some hollow hair theories, uh, people holding up fishing line and white hairs, you know, on their own in front of things and showing, see, it could blend in. Now you take 500 of those hairs with flesh and bone on the other side of it and stick it in front of something, it's not going to take on. So this one particular one said, well, on the edges, I'm like, but you're still going to see clearly in the front. Uh, but even the edges don't do that. Right. Come on, people. It's not doing that. So, um, oh, you can imagine, uh, the, the frustration. So number one, to go ahead and make the claim that Bigfoot has hollow hair. And that's why. It sounds like they're working their uh, their theory backwards and saying that it's, but they come to the wrong conclusion. Uh, anyway, um, so anyway, I just thought it was really cool that number one, through all of this, because uh, I honestly didn't even know about the polar bear, and then I find out that caribou, certain types of deer, other animals up up the cold weather or cold natured uh, environments. A lot of animals have hollow hair and act as insulators. That is just a really cool thing. I mean, it truly is. Um, so I decided I'm going to go digging a little bit deeper into this hair thing. Um, 
I just like to know the difference between some animal hairs, human hairs, uh, you know, what animals have medullas, what don't. Um, from what I understand, humans can have both uh, medullas and not have and have it broken up. Um, that would be like the, the inner core of the hair, you know, it's like a black line inside, uh, you know, like a, a translucent type of hair with a lot of light behind it, right? So. I am very, very interested to to check that out because I think I've seen on a couple of Bigfoot shows where they're like, see, the, the core thing here is, is that it doesn't have a medulla. But in the first five minutes of me researching human hair, I'm seeing that humans can have medullas and not have them and have them broken up depending on placement, age, types of hair, who's, you know, all kinds of different variables. So I just thought it was really interesting to talk about hair for a second and talk about what we can and can't get from it. So one of the things that I am going to be talking about um, on my other podcast, Bigfoot on Trial, um, I'm actually going to do a whole episode on uh, hair and DNA. I'm going to this a little bit more in depth and a little bit more of the science behind it. And uh, again, it's Bigfoot on Trial. Um, also, you can go to BigfootForensics.com. I'm going to re- uh, oh, excuse me. I'm going to be releasing uh, that particular episode probably uh, Monday or Tuesday of next week. So uh, stand by for it. It's going to go pretty in depth. If you want to learn anything about hair and DNA and what you can get from hair and stuff like that, uh, tune in. Also, um, if you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like to talk about. Uh, you can go to evidence at bigfootforensics.com or you can call the number and leave a message on the voicemail I have set up just for this. I'm not going to answer, so you can leave any message you want. The number is 470-344-9441. Okay, if you like this, uh, remember this is uh, just short little snippets and clips about my thoughts on Bigfoot and, uh, and forensic science on my commute home or on my commute to work. So uh, I have limited time because I don't live that far away. Thank goodness I don't have a long drive like other people, but don't forget to leave a comment on any of the the devices that you listen to uh, the podcast on. Uh, Yeah, leave comments, tell me what you think. Uh, Be nice, Um, I'll be nice to you. All right, well, until next time. Only a mother could love.